Good morning, church. It's great that we can gather and we can worship you at home and a few of us here at La Vida this morning. You know, I'm believing for this week two of lockdown to be the final week at level two. That's what I'm believing for. For me, the, these two weeks have been a reminder of how much I actually love the gathered church. I love to be together. And there's only about 20 of us in the room here this morning. And there'll be hundreds of you gathered out there in different parts of the city. But even with 20, I love gathering together. You might be on your own. You might be with one, two or three. I'll tell you what, it's so good to be together and be the church. Online capacity is a great blessing to us, but I cannot wait for us all together in one voice and one accord again. And I believe many of you are in that position as well. Well, last week I spoke a message based out of Psalm 103. I called that message, what is your reason? How we always in every season of our lives, regardless of what we're walking through, have reason to praise God. We do not ever have to deny our realities of our lives or the feelings that we have on something or even the facts that have been presented to us, but we apply the truth of who our God is to every situation. And when we do that, our next breath can be one of praise. Praise is a powerful weapon for us as believers. It reminds the enemy and it also reminds my soul that God is worthy of full devotion regardless of what I'm walking through. I remind myself as David, come on soul, praise the Lord. And so I'm reminding myself, but I'm also reminding the enemy. Enemy, guess what? No matter what I go through, my God will always be worthy of my praise. Well, on the Tuesday that the government announced uh, level three for Auckland and level two for the rest of New Zealand. That Tuesday was actually our staff prayer retreat day and Angela and I were away on our prayer retreat. And I was simply thinking on my personal journey this year of keeping Jesus at the center of everything that we do. How there are many good causes in the world, but how I felt God was asking us here at Life Church to keep his son Jesus as the number one focus for our people to battle against the many distractions that we find in our everyday lives that present themselves in a place where maybe they can take the primary place that belongs to Jesus. While I was in prayer, I felt in my heart that if we will pursue Jesus as a church together and as families, if families will do that, putting Jesus at the center, and if each person will pursue Him personally, then here's what I felt God gave me we will begin to see a greater breakout in passionate praise and worship with unrestricted expression of love and surrender. I saw a picture of our auditorium here in the Lincoln Event Center filled with people in passionate praise and worship with their arms up in total surrender across the entire building in both locations. That we would begin to see this reserved nature of us as Kiwis, particularly even as South Islanders, abandoned in worship and the expressive children of God, thankful for who He is and all we have in Christ. And it would overflow in our hearts with expression outwardly. As we find ourselves together again now navigating a second lockdown, we find ourselves perhaps in the uncertainty of the future economy. As we witness the increase of political and social unrest, as we witness a lost and broken humanity fighting to find a place of hope that they can anchor their lives to, as the world accepts sin as the norm, makes room for every lifestyle and view on life, 
gives voice to every opinion, looking for a place to lay blame for the state of the world. And we will see that increase. The state of the world will be blamed on many things. It will even be laid at the feet of a previous generation. And I say that because the enemy's plan is to divide generations. God has promised to bless every generation and every generation to walk in unity, but the devil plans to divide generations. People will fight for fairness and acceptance of every person's choices. To be tolerant of everything while being being intolerant at the same time of anything that threatens their tolerance. And yet people will fail to understand that the world is sin sick and is in need desperately of a saviour. And the only place to anchor one's hope to truly is Jesus. Everything else is shifting sands. If you don't believe in eternity, what does this world truly give you of substance that deals with the deep pain that many feel in their heart? Is this world truly as good as it gets? How will people deal with the loneliness that can only be fulfilled in a relationship with God the Father found through Jesus Christ. See, the world can give us a surface level enjoyment. The world can give us a sense of security, but it cannot deal with the depths and the pain of the human heart. But we as children of God, you and I as sons and daughters have every reason in the world to have hope. And to have every reason to overflow with expressive praise and worship. Every reason to give thanks. See, we have peace in the midst of the storms of life. You and I have so much access to so many benefits from our relationship with God. In the midst of all of what I've just said, in the midst of everything I have said, we also need constant reminding of all that we have in Christ. David the psalmist, as I mentioned last week, showed us this in Psalm 103, verse one and two. He said, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. The psalmist David shows us that we need to remind ourselves regularly to praise the Lord. We need to remind our souls in the middle of every day and all the ordinary stuff that's going on. Come on, soul, all that's within me, everything I have, give praise to the one who is worthy and don't forget what God has done for us. For me, I always have hope and I always have a very real peace in times of trouble. Wow. How incredible is it as a son of God to walk through this life and regardless what comes, have peace. And regardless of what I walk through, I will always have hope. But that is not the truth for billions of people living in the earth today. Those who don't know Jesus and don't have a relationship with God the Father have never experienced the Holy Spirit in their lives, do not have the hope we have and cannot find the peace that God has given us. Had this latest lockdown, I see it as a moment again to remember when life is uncertain, we have Jesus. He is to be the center of our lives. He is to be the one we rely on and the one we turn to. Nothing else and no one else will do. And when we really get that in our hearts, why are we still talking about it? 
Here we are, what are we, August 23rd? We're still talking about living lives where Christ is at the center. The truth is we'll probably spend every day for the rest of our lives reminding ourselves that Jesus needs to be the center because when we live from that place of truth in our hearts, we will break out in passionate, expressive praise and worship that will have an influence on many lives. I think an important outcome of praise and worship is what has my attention. When I give God my praise and when I give God all my worship, I'm also giving God my complete attention. And I feel in this time we're in right now, the season we're in and navigating lockdowns and the world is going through coronavirus, it's important for us to give God our complete attention. What is God doing right now? What is God saying in the world right now? What is God saying to us collectively, but what is God saying to you Personally, there are many people in the world saying many things. You are hearing many voices filled with many opinions. And if you'll allow that to just continue uncapped in your life, you will spin around and you could feel completely at sea on what is real and what is right. So I wanna encourage you to keep looking for the one voice, the one voice that truly matters in amongst all the noise of the world that you find yourself in. What is God doing? What is God saying? There's a song we sing in church from time to time. Some of the words in the song are, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And church, He is. And that's true. We are seeing people being drawn to Him in this particular time right across the world. A few weeks ago, I found myself in a conversation with a young man who had turned up to church because he was so concerned about the state of the world. He'd been raised with good morals, but had never been to church in his life. And he was concerned over what he said, his words, a moral decline in our nation and across the world. And so I've decided to search for a greater truth. I've decided to search for the God of Christianity. There must be something more in this world than what I'm experiencing. There must be something more in this world than just living with good morals and good standards. He was dissatisfied with how things were. He said his parents were living a Christian lifestyle, but they were living it from the sidelines. They never get off the sidelines and in the game. And he felt like, I need to know who this God of Christianity really was. What was he looking for? He's looking for an anchor point for hope. He's looking at the world and going, it's hopeless in the world. He's looking for somewhere to anchor his hope. What is God doing? Church, he's working on people's hearts. Even when you don't see it, God is working. Even when you don't feel it, God is working. What is God saying? Well, what God's spoken to me is come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. God is giving an invitation to people. People who are struggling, people who are battling, people who are lost, come to me. That is the the voice of God for us. Come to me. His invitation is welcoming anyone and everyone who's got challenges in their life to come to Him. Praise and worship gets you away from the everyday noise of your life and puts your attention on the one voice that truly matters. That's why I believe if we as believers understand the times, church attendance and its frequency will increase, not decrease. There are actually statistics coming out of America and we take statistics lightly, but out of America, there are some statistics that say the church right now through coronavirus is in decline. I don't know how you get those stats when you can't actually gather, but apparently it is in decline. I just wanna say this. I I don't think churches are in decline. Oh, I don't think Christians are in decline. 
I think churchgoers may well be. I think people who attend church may well drop off. But anyone who's a Christ follower, who's accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Saviour, and had them transform their life, they're not gonna drop off. It's not going to decrease, it's going to increase and the kingdom of God will continue to advance in the earth. Frequency will increase because the noise of this world increases. Then Christians, Christ followers, want to be in an environment of praise and worship. We don't wanna be alone. We wanna gather with others who know what hope we have found in Jesus Christ. I want to stand with other believers focusing on God and giving Him my full attention. Psalm 121. Last week we looked at Psalm 103. Today I want us to look at Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. It is a great Psalm. And the first two verses of the Psalm give us our reference point for where we look and who we look to in the midst of uncertainty for help. There will be many times in your life, if not daily, where you need help. Well, where do you turn? Do I turn to an article for help? Do I look to the government for help? Who do I look to when I need help? Where do I truly look in a time of trouble? The help being looked for here by this psalmist is actually he's looking for God's protection, God's guidance, and God's blessing. So he's about to embark on a journey through a mountain range. He's on a pilgrimage towards Jerusalem. And he's about to go through the hill country and he knows that it's a dangerous trek. He knows there could be a robber around any bend. And as he's about to embark on what could be a difficult journey, he first looks to the mountains. Where will I find my help? His thoughts had turned, who's gonna help me? But then he answers his own question in the very next breath. I love that. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That answer alone floods the psalmist's heart with comfort. Creator God, Yahweh, the covenant God will Himself provide for me help. The maker of heaven and earth speaks of the unlimited, endless power that the Lord truly has. If you're listening to me this morning and you're all nervous about the journey ahead, either your personal journey or the journey of our nation or the journey of our planet right now, then let's lift up our eyes to the mountains. And let's remind ourselves today where our true help comes from. It comes from the Lord who created and made the heavens and the earth. He has unlimited power in every situation. The psalmist, before heading into the unknown, stopped and he gave God his attention. We need to continue in this pattern. Worship, word, prayer. Give God your attention. Then having given God his attention and determining where his help comes from, my help comes from the Lord. The psalmist now reminds himself that God is also his guardian. Verse three to six said, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber or sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day or the moon 
by night. The guardian watches over me, so I won't stumble. He is watching over me day and night. He does not slumber and he does not sleep. Where the psalmist starts giving his attention to the Lord and answering his own question, who will give me help? I know where my help comes from. As he begins to give his attention to God, now he acknowledges that he also has the Lord's attention. What a thought that is today for someone to take hold of God's attention is on you in every situation. Day and night, God the guardian is watching over you. It's like the revelation comes to the psalmist once he looks to his helper, once he opens his eyes and focuses his attention on his helper. Now he recognises that God already stands guard over him. As you today give God your attention, as you look to him regardless of what you might be facing, I pray you will see that the guardian stands watch over you. The term he never slumbers or sleeps is an interesting term because the pagans of the day would allow their deities or their gods, small g, to sleep in the night. This further amplifies that our God is not like any other God. He is always present. He is always there to help. Whenever you call on our God, day or night, He is there. The understanding alone, and that understanding alone is is enough reason for all of us to praise the Lord. If that's true, then God is always waiting for us to turn our attention to Him. In every circumstance that you find yourself in, look to God. In the midst of the noise of this world, of which there is plenty, turn your attention to God. In the upcoming elections, when you are considering where to put your vote, get help from God. James 1.5 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to, to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. In the referendum on legalizing cannabis and the end of life choice bill, we don't just listen to the voices of this world to the opinions of articles or the opinions of others. That is not the Christian worldview. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask God for His wisdom in this time. Get your conviction from God. The helper is watching over you every day. So turn your attention to Him in prayer. What a powerful opportunity we have to seek God over the next steps for our nation. And God will direct your path in all truth. I believe that. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask God for His wisdom. Get your conviction from God. The helper is watching over you day and night. So come to Him in prayer. There's a very old song sung a long time ago in churches. It's not a song I ever grew up singing, but somehow the Holy Spirit reminded my heart of it this week because the truth in it is so simple and yet profound if we'll apply it. And the truth of it is still so vital. When I mention it for many of you, the tune will instantly come back to you and it will take you back even possibly to a time in your faith. And for many others, you'll go, what is this song? (laughs) Don't worry about the tune, but listen to the words. I'm gonna read them to you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often, in fact, 
instead of me reading it, let's sing it. What about that? Because many of you out there will already be playing the tune in your head. And I reckon that Dave could probably sing it for us. And some of you will know it and some of you will sing along and some of you will still be completely flabbergasted by what we're actually singing. But let's, let's sing. tune out of your head today, I promise you. It's a tune that sticks. Hey, why doesn't the worship team just come back and join these guys? You know, the truth of that song is still so true for us. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what needless pain we bear in peace. We often forfeit because we do not come to the helper in prayer. This year we've talked about Jesus being front and center. Boy, how important that truly is. Thanks to Jesus, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And He is waiting for us to come to Him in every and any situation. In the midst of all the noise, come to the Lord in prayer, worship, praise, and the Word. The Psalm concludes in verse seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I've just lost my notes. Give me one second. I'll start again, shall I? Go back to the start. It's not even the right message. Here we go.
The Lord's concern and His care for His children is not just for a moment, but it's present and it's future. God cares about all of the affairs of one's life. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. The Lord is watching over us all. We carry so much in our every day. But when you come before the Lord, you can freely cast your cares, your burdens, your feelings, your disappointments, your struggles, your battles, every concern you carry, you can cast it on the Lord. We were never designed to carry all the weight of this world upon our shoulders. You were never designed to carry the weight of political unrest or social unrest or everything else that you face today in the world. You bring it to the Lord in prayer. And when you do that, you cast every care upon Him. What a friend. We have in Jesus, remembering all His benefits, all He has done for us is so important. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank You today for the incredible benefits that we have because of You. We thank You that Your sacrifice on the cross has meant we can come to the Father freely without guilt or shame, where we can receive grace and mercy. You did that because of Your incredible love for us. Father God, we thank You that You watch over us day and night. You watch our coming in and our going out. Your eyes are on us always so we can cast our cares upon You. Now we're about to sing a song called Authority. The awesome thing about that truth is that Jesus has all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth. Authority over every situation. That's how we know that our prayers can and do get answered. That's why we're encouraged to keep coming to the Lord in prayer. That's the power of a life that's centered on Christ. There's a part in that song that says, my fight is not my own. Its end is in your hands. I worship you because I know all things must bow to your command. It goes on to pose the question, will heaven not prevail and strongholds not be moved? Will spirits not be silenced and cower at His rule? For if my God is for me, then what have I to fear? And will I not deny Him the glory that is His? And then it goes on to declare, heaven will prevail and strongholds will be moved and spirits will be silenced and cower at His rule. And I wanna encourage you when you come to God in prayer, that is the power that is available to you. Every stronghold in your life can be broken. Everything that's an obstacle can be moved. You can know that the One who is your helper is watching over you. And His Son, Jesus, has all authority on he- in heaven and on the earth. And when you come to Him, that is what you are accessing today. Come on, we're gonna sing together this song, All Authority.